1: Bonjour, 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 and welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Before we start, let me remind you that you can download, stream, or subscribe to our podcast on our website sbs.com.au/tdf or schedule rides with our friends at Zwift. Like every day, joining me around France and on this podcast is Dave Mackenzie. Dave, how are you? I am pretty
2: good. You know, I'm starting to uh, I'm starting to get my step happening right. You know, we're into the mix. It's like the The Choo Choo train is well and truly up and running. It's loaded up with coal and we're now full steam ahead. Or we're getting close to it, aren't we? The tours, you feel like you're getting into the groove, don't
1: you? Absolutely. So we are in Nancy. Uh, First of all, I want to ask you about your hotel yesterday because we were not in the same uh, hotel. We were split because I did the the start uh, stage and then you did the the finish only, just saying.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, okay. Well, that's what you get when you do 13. You get easy (laughs) straight.
1: Exactly. I wish I was you. Anyway, uh, your hotel yesterday, you were in the middle of nowhere are here. Did you break out the cricket bats and play cricket at all in the car park or not
2: well yeah it was look it, it was a massive car park massive like 10 times the size of the hotel we got into the hotel uh dare i say tomo you know he, he tips his nose up these days i mean he has done 24 so he's allowed to do so Our producer Catherine will and she was rightly so not happy with her room in her words it like stunk it really stunk. My room was actually not too bad. Uh, I did grab myself a cheeky Lefa blonde on the way to my room just to um, settle the nerves because it was a, it was all right. It was you know it's not one of those uh, uh, you know you imagine the history and culture of France. It was complete
1: opposite to that. Put it that way. I so I don't want you to be jealous, but my hotel yesterday was pretty much the same as you, uh, except I had one facility is I could actually sat on, sit on the toilet take a shower and brush my teeth at, at the same time but but you know it's the best hotel room or the best bathroom when you can watch tv at the same time oh, no no i that. could i could i could and also there was a little ashtray embedded in the uh, in the actual sink so i could have a fag as well oh perfect you're being french you probably would have did you <laughs> i don't smoke i don't smoke anyway uh, enough about the antics about the hotels tonight we are reunited and we uh, i'm sure we'll have a, a a nice meal and i'm sure we'll have a, a good time how was your meal yesterday you know what? What we this is this is where experience comes
2: in. We're driving. We're driving. We've lo- looked at the picture of the hotel where we're going, and we went. You know what? Let's not risk dinner there because dinner was not provided there anyway. We stopped on the way, and actually it was a town that where the stage went uh, today. About fifty kilometres to go, so it was all right. We found a square, sat down. I had. I, I what i tr- what I try and do each year on the tour is test the limits of my
1: liver right <laughs> <laughs> and so we do I not encourage drinking <laughs> and we do not encourage drinking
2: i had i had a platter of antipasti well it was hams and cheeses in french it's
1: oh another one another Oh no you've got me oh, you've just opened it up mate oh, no. okay let's try baguette, this one the bogan in me has just come out once again okay let's try this one charcuterie charcuterie Okay, i let you off with this one. Since it's your first time. <laughs> just, I, just,
2: I think I just fell over the finish line with that one. Um, so salami, hams, cheeses. And you know what? The liver survived, yeah, only that, just. That's was- good. And I washed it down
1: with two glasses of champagne. Okay. Champagne, actually, which was actually missing from the podium yesterday. We had some questions on Twitter and people uh, sending us questions why there was no champagne when we were in the region of Champagne. My immediate response was, yes, that's not Formula One, because that's what they do in Formula One. But that's a very good question. Why wasn't there any champagne where we were in the capital of Champagne
2: yesterday? It's because since 1991, I believe it is, and you will know this, uh, they banned tobacco and alcohol from sponsorship of any or being displayed on any sporting events. Clearly not in our podcast exactly yeah exactly mundo so yes so there is never champagne it doesn't matter where the stages are you think that because you do see it in other bike races obviously but and the jitter to tell you i think they show it yeah
1: they're a little bit more probably less. not champagne i think it's probably Asti.
2: yeah oh, okay okay let's be clear let's That's be clear right. you did you did put a patent on the name too and banned stopped anyone else in the world because
1: australia we tried that we tried to sneak under the radar it rightly so anyway you know what? Let's talk cycling. Today, we had a stage in Nancy, and we will talk about the, the ins and outs of this race. Viviani is the winner. Philippe is still in yellow. We will hear from them in a minute. What do you make of that stage? What do you make of Nancy? What do you make of that stage?
2: Well, uh, well, so I'll talk about Nancy first, because it's been a regular... Well, a regular. It's had its fair share of stage finishes. 15, in fact. And guess what? For 15 stage finishes and the history of this great race... Only five times has a Frenchman won here, and the last one, I, like, I love, I love I, I, rubbing it in, don't I? After I, yesterday, a, you were gloating and puffing your chest out like a, a big rooster, sort of on the prey. Bernardino was the last; he's the last Frenchman to win the Tour de France, and in 1978, he was the last Frenchman to win in Nancy. Do you know what makes me go, uh, feel good about this? He's still in my lifetime, so that's okay. Uh, well, that's true. But, look, it's got some great history. Uh, 2014, in fact, uh, Trentin, Matteo Trentin for Mitchelton Scott, he won here. I think he soloed in. And Fusto Coppi won two stages here as well. So uh, the the great Italian, of course. So it's uh, it's got some great history, but uh, we're destined to have a bit of a, dare I say, boring stage until the last few
1: kilometres. Yeah, we knew that. We, we said it, I think, uh, yesterday. So there's a bit of an Italian theme for the wins in Nancy. You mentioned Trentin, you mentioned Fausto Coppi, and today it's Viviani. And I don't think it's a surprise.
2: No, not a surprise. I, I, think, I think there were... Look, I think my heart I obviously wanted Caleb Ewan. And, and, and I, I think rightly so, thought it was, he was up for it. He was. Dylan Grunewagen, I thought. Eli Viviani. I thought the real quick men like the real super fast men that that's what this stage suited and of course
1: viviani was the one who nailed it can i mention laporte or not because laporte that was my pick in the tip yesterday more or less as a joke or i thought okay i'm gonna get up there but probably not gonna win but he derailed he derailed in the in the sprint uh, and he was really fast and he derailed like 200 meters from the from the end of the he was on the right wheel what happened he derailed he, he, his, his chain just went. Two. Oh, his chain came off. Oh, sorry, I missed you. That. Don't you said derail
2: in English? Yeah. Here we go. One all. Derail, well, derail. I'm thinking. Hang on. His derailleur fell off. He derailed. He. What? Uh, they're not on rails when they're on a bike in the bike race. They're okay, t- because we said to move anywhere they want to.
1: Because we said derail So maybe that's uh, uh, that's a wrong use of the word. No, My good. apologies. No,
2: we Come on, mate. You've lived in Australia long enough. Basically, we say his chain fell off. <laughs> we spell it
1: out just in case people don't get it. So the chain fell off. Basically, oh. the chain fell off, and the the, the chain jumped out. Uh, in the sprint, he was there. Oh, that's you know what. In all seriousness, Laporte
2: is—he's a smoky because remember last year he came, he came close on the Champs Elysees. So he is. I actually believe he can win a stage in these three weeks. Well, he finished tenth today. Yeah, yeah. So no, nah, we, we give him a chance, and and he's flying a flag, isn't he, at the moment for Cofidis?
1: Okay, Viviani wins this stage. Does that mean that with the yellow jersey from Philippe yesterday, the Koenig didn't really celebrate that yellow jersey? They went to bed early because they can't win the stage if they weren't celebrating this yellow jersey yesterday. It must have been a, a quiet one.
2: Oh, it's business It's business as usual. Celebrate it. They would have had a champagne and then back to business. And look, Viviani, I wouldn't say super pressure for him, but a little bit on himself. You know, and his teammates got all the accolades and the glory. Sprinter wants the glory too and so Viviani would have sort of commanded commanded that they worked for him today and they would have done that um, happily as well so and they did um, so it's good to see Viviani I like him I like him off the bike I think he's a he's a nice guy he's a gentleman and we've been lucky enough to have him at Australia and two down under haven't we a couple of times now so he he uh, was a rightful winner in the end he, he got it convincingly um, you know and he had a, and he had a good lead out
1: yeah, and then it was beautiful to see how actually Philippe and all the teammates waited, first of all, worked for him on this stage. It was great to see the yellow jersey actually work. And when the question was asked in, in French, actually, he said, you know what, I work on any other stages. So it doesn't really matter if I'm in yellow or not. Uh, I work for him in many stages. I still work for him.
2: Yeah, they've got a good synergy going and it's a respect for one another, I think. And that, when you build that in a team, it's it's hard to break it and it, I think it gives you an advantage over other teams because not all teams have that super loyal synergy between the riders. Um, you know, it, you might think it's there all the time but and begrudgingly sometimes riders will do the workload when they probably don't want to. Um, so... But when you've got the yellow jersey on the front, it looks pretty good, doesn't it? Uh, and, and he knew at that point that he, he wasn't going to lose the yellow. He, he basically just had to finish on bunch time. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Let's listen to Ilya Viviani. Yeah,
3: it's pretty special, no? It's what I miss. So it, it is the big goal of the season. So after the disappointment of the first stage, uh, I, I need to switch on because the first stage was a little bit traumatic for me. I was really not aggressive enough because I lost the will of my lead out and that was not good after the stages if I'm thinking back but that was a pretty good chance but uh, after that we do a good time team time trial but Jumbo was stronger than us and then yesterday I think that phenomenal ride from Julien really switched on the team and then put the team to another level from today so we really want to enjoy the day in yellow the first day in yellow And but in the same moment we are really focused for the lead out and for the sprint so it's pretty special to have also the yellow jersey do the lead out 1k to go and uh, I really need to thank all the team Lampard Pool all the day Max and and Markov do really an amazing lead out so yeah all the guys are I feel really lucky to be part of this team
0: I was going to say it's not there are not many riders who could say the yellow jersey uh, helped them to win a state
3: yeah I think the last one I remember is we go for Cav in 2012 so that is that means it's really special so I need to thank Julian for that and for sure we give everything to defend these yellow jerseys in the next days.
1: That was Elia. Viviani, uh, quick question for you. Where is Dimension Data? I think it's worth asking the question right now because we know all the drama you're on if you sit on Cavendish bench or um, hashtag non-Cavendish bench but (laughs) at at the minute we're not seeing them. Yeah, I was just going to ask you, is he like Collingwood? You either love him
2: or if it's not the team, you really hate him. <laughs> I don't know. It's, I think there is a little bit of that with Cavendish. It's certainly polarizing, that's yeah. for sure. It, it is polarizing. And so, yeah, the question is, where's Dimension Data at? And I was thinking about it today, and I was having a chat to our mate Jens Voigt. Uh, he was on the finish line where he sits each day with NBC and does live crosses. So we are having a chit-chat about Dimension Data, and I said, where are they at? Because who have they got coming through? Mark Renshaw has announced his retirement
1: at the end of the year. Bernard Eysel, non-selection. He's at the end of his career. And we saw Cummins sitting at the back of the peloton pretty much the whole stage. Actually, question for this, is he strategic? Is he saving as much as energy as he can because he's going to try something a bit later on?
2: Yes, yes or no. Or he did it every day in the Vuelta last year and didn't fire a single shot. And I was critical of him. And I like Steve Cummings. And he's a nice guy, but I'm not paid to give uh, great comments just because they're nice guys. I'm, here, I'm paid to be critical, and so I will be critical again. And he can't... OK, if he delivers, he's won two stages, so he has had the score on the board, but he's gone a couple of seasons now with not too much. So you can't be sitting on the back and doing nothing and not even delivering bins to your teammates. Now, we don't see everything all day, so maybe he did do some of that, acted as a water boy. But my, point, my other point is... Who's recruiting there? Who's recruiting? Because I can't see any super young talent coming through. Look at Mitchell and Scott, for example. And I know that might sound biased, being an Australian team, but it is a good example. They keep blooding, bleeding new talent, fresh talent. Now, Australia, ironically, possibly has a bigger catchment than somewhere like—is it South Africa or is it Africa? I'd say it's Africa, and, and Africa as a whole continent and the countries—they're not massive cycling. It's not a massive cycling continent. So yet yet they're going to be but there should be something going on there should be a recruitment going on and you don't have to recruit all african riders you can be recruiting foreigners as well as they have done so they started off well and they got Cavani delivered for them but that era is over that era it's not ending that era is ended it's done big of the checkbook they have well that's another good point What's their budget? And to be honest, I'm not sure. They would have they would have paid Cav a chunk, I'm sure, and Mark Renshaw. Those guys wouldn't have gone there cheap, and they were still able to deliver uh, in their role. But you know, where are they at now? Uh, and I think it's look, it's an important team, and I'm critical of them because I like them, and I think they they it's a great story with Quebec uh, and Africa's first World Tour team. It is a great story, and Doug Ryder has done an, an amazing job. But this year so far, with the press conference, the fact that you know, the press offer apparently was not at the press conference. Doug Ryder was not there and neither was Ralph Aldag. And then they had conflicting comments. Doug Ryder said it was a team decision. Aldag said, no, well, I chose, I wanted Cav in the team.
1: This is where Cav is also polarising amongst his whole team as well. Not just you and me, not just the general public, amongst the team. Yeah, yeah. And look, we're talking about it. He's not even here.
2: We're four days in and we've brought it up. Maybe we need to get over it. But And for the record, I think it was the right decision to not bring him. But if they don't deliver, that's a fair argument that maybe they should have. So we'll watch this space. And look, I think at some point we need to try and get an interview with Doug Ryder or Ralph Aldag at the very least. And so that's our challenge,
1: I think, for the next two weeks. Yeah, that's quite a big challenge, but we'll, we'll, we'll accept it. Uh, let's talk about Mr. Asku Askukumba, Mr. Peter Sagan. Let's listen to him.
3: I'm not Just complaining. To... I'm okay. Like, uh, I didn't crash. Cred- I have a green jersey. I, I have to be disappointed. We, we did only three stages, one team time trial, and still a lot of stages le- less left. You know,
1: That's Peter Sagan, as cool as cucumber, you know, uh, he's in the green, he's happy. Uh, at a minute, he's on, he's on planet Peter Sagan. He has and he's put a few, se- a few seconds, a few points
2: between himself and Michael Matthews. Matthews, he se- was second. Uh, we'll have to look at the. I haven't had an a, a, a absolute update of the green jersey points classification. So he's, he's put some bonus points between himself and Matthews. He's so consistent. He might not win. He might not win a stage, Peter Sagan, but he's just super, super consistent. So he is the man to beat. And remember, he's going for number seven. And he got DQ'd, ironically. He got DQ'd when he supposedly, allegedly, took out Mark Cavendish that year, two, two three years ago. If he hadn't have been DQ'd, he might, he'd probably have he'd be on number 7 now and going for number 8 green jersey it's hard to believe isn't
1: it yeah and then it's it's incredible as a, as a palmaris uh, let's talk yellow oh yes let's talk yellow le maillot jaune uh, Julien Alaphilippe uh, second day in yellow tomorrow uh, let's have a listen to my interview with Julien Alaphilippe in English actually how does that feel to uh, to be in yellow on the roads of France just amazing
3: I, I'm so so happy to, to spend this day in yellow and uh, my team did a, a great job to protect me every, all the day and uh, we, we won the stage with Elia so it's difficult to do better than this
1: Do you hear the noises? Do you hear your name? Do you see the, the your name?
3: Every 10 seconds I think
1: yeah, It's a real pleasure?
3: Yeah for sure I want to say thank you to all the public to who was uh, cheering for me and uh, it's just, uh, just a really special feeling Okay thank you Thank
1: you. Thank you. So that was uh, Julien Alaphilippe. Uh, i let you to judge uh, who's got the strongest accent. I think it's me, actually. He's got, his English is pretty good. Uh, second day in yellow, he talks in the interview about, you know, that feeling of being a yellow jersey in France, hearing his name every 10 seconds. That must, that must you know, do something. That must give you shivers at some point. You're superhuman or not? That, that, that must give you chivers? Oh, absolutely. And
2: uh, it's, uh, you can't, we can't even really begin to imagine. We can try and imagine, we can try and talk about what it would feel like. But I try and, I try and I gather it sometimes. And you know what? I watched a, this is digressing slightly, I watched a, a clip from, I think, the earliest yellow jersey wearer who is still with us, who is still alive. Um, I can't remember it, his name escapes me, but it was a beautiful clip and I love it.
1: He's French and he's native-free.
2: Yeah, that'd be right. Yeah, we still can't remember his name. No, no but he's French and he's native-free. Yeah, yeah, but it was a beautiful clip. I think if you want to see it, probably go on to Latua's website and you'll come across it, or it was on their Twitter handle. It's just a short clip, but he says, they ask him a question about what what are your memories of wearing the yellow jersey, and he said, it's incredible. It's stayed with me forever, and he said, I still feel it today. And look, he's getting interviewed, you know, at 93. It was just a really beautiful clip. And that sort of sums it up. That's how powerful this yellow piece of cloth still is 100 years later. So for Philippe, I think they embrace that. And as a Frenchman, I mean, that's with him forever. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And then on the other side, you've got Raymond Poulider that has actually never wore a yellow jersey all his life. He's worn pretty much everything else. But today we tell you that, because I've spoke to him of Mike, where he says there's one thing missing. There is one thing missing that yellow jersey yeah that's it that's it that's exactly that and and
2: for the riders of that caliber who who did win some of the biggest races in the world but never wore the yellow jersey yeah that's a box unticked for them but they but they respect that and say you know it's not not everyone gets to wear that jersey it's there's only a there's still only a select few when you think about it we talk about okay there's 21 stages and over the years it's not a lot of people of humans
1: that get to wear that that famous yellow jersey Absolutely. Okay, where are we going tomorrow? Uh, We are not going to uh, La Planche de Belfi. That's the next day. Uh, So that's stage six. But before this, there's a a flat that is a bit of a, I don't know, we'll we'll have a chat actually because I'm interested to see your position Uh, on this. We're going to Colmar.
2: We are going to Colmar. And cast your minds back, peeps. 2009 Heinrich Hausler, Solo stage win in the pouring rain was a beautiful victory, and uh, we'll never forget that. It's a pity he's not here, in fact. It would have been nice to to discuss it with him. But, look, it's a 175-kilometre stage, so quite a bit shorter, in fact, in the last couple of days, which were well over 200. But there's a Category 3, there's two Category 2s, and then there's a Category 3 at the end. And, look, they're they're longer climbs, 5.9, 4.9 and 4.6. That's the last three, and they come in the last... 65 kilometers with the last one topping out at about 20 kilometers to go so this i think we're going to see a little bit more of a stage like the one that julian alaphilippe won uh into the Champagne region uh i don't think the sprinters won't survive and i think it'll be a breakaway or it'll be a select group at the finish give me some names I think all the GC guys will be there. Well, if they're going well, they will be. So I'm talking. I'm talking that higher echelon of general classification riders. And look, I spoke to Richie Port as well post stage, and and I'll keep having my mind as a reporter. We're all thinking about La Planche de Bellevue, but he said this one is going to start to sort things out. Really, but he's not. He's not thinking of winning this one. No, no, I don't think so. Who knows? Maybe, but. He, think, he thinks it's going to shake things up a little bit. We're not going to see massive gaps, and I don't look. You're not going. We're not going to see. Dare I say it? Garrett Thomas or Egan Bernal or anything one like that soloing into the finish. But we might see a group of 20 or 30 riders come to, to come to the finish. So you could see some riders drop. I think Alaphilippe though will, he'll hang on here. When I say hang on, I think he'll he'll stay in the group.
1: No problem. Give me some names. I, we've got a tipping competition tonight. This is how I'm secretly. Staying in touch with that that the, the tipping competition. That is exactly why I'm not giving you names. Mark. I
2: know you are my friend, but I'm a competitor. All right, so that's where our friendship stops. But
1: I, I tried. I tried to get this out of you, but uh, no names, there. No, no. Look, it's actually a really tough one. It's a, it's a really, it's a.
2: It'll be a great stage because the beauty of it is it's a hard one to pick. So you could go an opportunist. You could go a, a long breakaway rider that you know may never get a chance for the rest of their career to win a stage of the tour and they may do it tomorrow and those ones are lovely or it could be a more fancied name you know like an Alaphilippe or someone like that that we know and have won stages
1: previously like a Steve Cummings see to me yeah, but in the in typical the competition that is actually a massive tip because it's either going to be at the front or at the back
2: yeah and you know what? I think maybe we should give our, our, our um, first-timer, uh, Kenny Munoz, uh, we'll give him a bum steer and we'll hand him Steve Cummings or a few like that,
1: <laughs> see if he takes the bait. <laughs> uh, okay, one last thing I, I want us to mention, and we're not going to talk too much about it, but I want you guys uh, that are listening to send us your questions, send us your opinion. Okay, let us me putting this in around you were near the nbc uh, truck earlier on and of course in australia you don't get nbc
2: bravo bravo i almost forgot this continue this is this is big news i need can we do the sound of super zoom on the podcast
1: i'll try the, dun, 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 the super zoom on instagram but honestly uh the question is lance Armstrong appeared on the nbc coverage we knew Honestly, it was just a matter of time until it happened. I'm not going to ask you your opinion yet, Maca, but I think, don't you think it's nice we... Don't you think we should ask the audience what they think? Should Armstrong have a say in this Tour de France or not? Yeah,
2: good, good point. And yeah, if I can... I'll... It's the first time, isn't it, since he's been shunned and shamed from the tour. And I'm sure the tour are not very happy about this. No, they wouldn't. But let's face it, NBC are one of the biggest TV players here. They've got a very big budget, one of the biggest budgets of all the networks around the world that's set up here. And at some point, whether we like it or not, the name Lance Armstrong is polarising. And still to this day, it's polarising. So we want your opinion.
1: So send a question either on Twitter via the cycling central twitter account or i will put the link on on our twitter as well i think you will do it respectively uh we'll do it respectively on our account to send us your audio question because it's nice to hear your voice as well so this is where we want you to tell us what you think with your own words with your own voice so i'll put the link there's a link for whatsapp and i hope you guys are going to send us a question about this because you know we have our own opinion but it'd be great to hear from you and and we'll
2: we will give our opinion but we'll wait we want to hear from you first we don't want to sort of push you either way and i'm sure we won't i'm sure we won't you've all got minds of your own so we want your opinion this will be interesting because it's not the first time we've discussed this uh, not this year it is no but
1: a but of years ago we did but this time is real because he's back he's back he's back baby <laughs> absolutely okay thank you uh Maka. that was a great podcast i think we'll have a bit of a drive but tonight we'll have a nice evening we need a good dinner. What are we up tonight? I've, I've had steak. I've had. I've
2: had the. I've tested the liver. It's all good. Do I just go for it? Open slather. Yeah. Have you noticed I'm not
1: eating as much as the other years? I know. Faguar. That's it. If the liver survived last night, surely it can handle faguar. Go on. Just Fru- it at him. <laughs> Anyway, thank you, Maka. This was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to our podcast on our website, sbs.com. slash TDF. You can also s- check out the uh, Skoda First Gear. Uh, it's also on the uh, Cycling Central website. It's a great initiative where the kids get on bikes. What more would you want? The Skoda First Gear. And you can schedule rides with our friends at Zwift. Until the next stage tonight and the next podcast tomorrow, it's bye for now.
0: A quick shout-out from our sponsor before we go. If you're looking for a new way to ride without traffic or punches getting in your way, hop on Zwift. We use it, your cycling buddies probably use it, and the pros, they definitely use it. Zwift turned indoor training into a full-on gaming experience. Connect your PC, Mac, or Apple device, and you'll pedal with thousands of cyclists around the world. And there's a good chance you'll see a pro on there too. Loads of them are on Zwift on their rest days, riding around Watopia. Give them a ride on if you see them. If you've got a trainer, start your free trial on Zwift.com.